Okay, uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Needle. Needle who? Need a little help right now. <laughs> it's not even a joke. I just, I'm just sad, you know? That was bad, but, uh, you know, I'll, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll keep rolling with it. Oh, man. gentlemen happy thursday this week and welcome to episode 90 of the quarter life crisis podcast we have officially hit uh senior citizen home age if we hadn't already um as always i am your host hunty the first guy in line for the new arby's vodka uh and joining me as all i know it looks so gross it the tagline w- yeah it's real Ugh. um the tagline was uh, now your fries are 80 proof or something and i was like get out of here oh gross. <laughs> uh and joining me as always is uh the man who will be daydreaming about toby and andrew and spider-man for the next month that is direct Derek scott how are we doing today? i told you man i'm not super jazzed about them being in the movie <laughs> but I've, I've what do you mean <laughs> I, because you know i could i could go on for an hour about this but i'm know. not going to but um i know i'm doing fine i'm doing fine i'm like and i've kind of blocked spider-man tom toby andrew Sand. I've blocked so many, so many words on Twitter, so I'm not going to be seeing Yeah, it's a good call. Um, and it's going to oh, be like this for the next month and a half, so that's fun. Well, you know, when things are fun, but not actually, you need a beer to cool down. So, uh, Derek, what are we drinking today? Your segues are phenomenal. It was, um, it was elite right there, I'll say. It's not going to get above 60 for the next week and a half here, um, so I nice. think it's time to... Uh, transition or this is the last above 60 day i should say so i'm gonna celebrate with one last fall beer uh it's the angry orchard unfiltered and it's a hazy cider and it's the best cider that i've ever had wow that sounds good actually Mm -hmm. i feel like it cuts the sweetness exactly it's it's not sweet it's got a little bit of haze to it it's it's very good i like it a lot i fully enjoy this beer well, uh, in contrast, uh, I was just outside, and I think it's 38 degrees, so it, it's cold. Um, but that means that all of the holiday beers are in full swing now at Wegmans in the cold section. So when I get them day of podcast, I'm happy because it means I don't have to wait for them to cool. Um, so what I'm drinking is from Great Lakes Brewing Company. It is a Christmas ale. It's super festive. Cranberries? Like... No, uh, no, those are um, ornaments. Oh. Those are ornaments. But it's, got, it's ale with spices and honey. I don't know what that means. Spices. But... I love it when my meals and drinks include spices. Why is it spicy? Why is it um, spicy? Before we get into anything, Derek, I read an insane sports stat last night, which like blew my mind, and I need to tell it to you. Alrighty. So, in 2017-2018 season, the Arizona Coyotes NHL team started 0-10-1, and, and they claimed a goalie named Scott Wedgwood off of waivers, and he started their next game and won it for them. Nice. Okay, cool. Cool stat. Nice story. In 2021 to 2022, the Arizona Coyotes started 0-10-1, claimed goalie Scott Wedgwood on waivers. He started the next game and won it for them. Hmm. As if that wasn't crazy enough, the opposing head coach was the same coach both times, coaching different teams. Really? Now, that's fun. 
It was the strangest thing I've seen in a long time. I was like, what? How is like you can't make that up if you tried. Dude, like, there's no way. It, I, it, I've in analysis of like sports in general, but specifically the NFL this past year, I have come to the terms that I've come to the conclusion that anything is going to happen. Everything is yeah. going to like because I was thinking like maybe there will be a year where this happens, and I'm like, no, I, that doesn't sound pretty logical. That'll that'll only happen like if you give it a thousand years, maybe. But then I remember that just a few years ago, an NFL team finished the entire season without a single wide receiver touchdown. That's so odd. Which to is me. insane to me. So yeah, that that's... other crazy stat, that other crazy NFL stat is that, uh, that, that one year, the chargers had the best offense and defense and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, how do you do that? That is true. <laughs> that's like, you got to hit the right combination of opponents to lose enough games. Right. Crazy to me. Um, all right, Derek, we have some stuff we have to talk about today. Um, some recurring segments are coming back because we had a Marvel movie drop. We did, we did. But we're not there yet. We have one thing we got to do first. Um, so the other day, I was walking around outside, and it just like had a nice fall smell to it. It smelled like crisp. It was kind of the air was cool. Um, Lee had that kind of like leafy smell in the background. Like It was just a nice like cacophony of smells. And it got me thinking, like, what is the best smell? And I was like, okay, that's a podcast topic. We can talk about smells all day because it's one of the five core senses. You need it. But I thought, you know what we haven't done in a while? We haven't done a bracket in a while. So I have a 16-team bracket devised to find out what is the best smell. best scent. The best, yeah, the best scent. And I have taken some suggestions from our rabid or avid listeners. Not rabid. Nobody's rabid here. um, From our avid listeners uh, and just found some others that I thought were were good smells. Oh, um, so let's settle in and let's let's talk some scents and some some sweet smells. Let's talk some scents and these scents, my friend. There you go. Um, so the first matchup in the East Division is uh, freshly cut grass versus brewing coffee. Ooh, weird. It's a tough one right off the bat. Freshly, you hate coffee, but it smells good. As I say, uh, if coffee didn't taste the way it does, it would be amazing. Um, <laughs> Uh, and freshly cut grass also like kind of, it, you know how, uh, scent is the, um, sense that's most closely associated with memory. Um, yeah. it reminds me of playing Salvation Army football when I was a child and Ooh. that brings me to a dark place. So, oh. uh, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go with, oh, with no. brewing coffee here. So I would agree with you, actually. I was really torn on this because the smell of freshly cut grass, like in the summertime is such a great smell. Like when you're driving, like when you're driving windows down, it is such a good smell. But um, there's something about waking up and just sm- the smell of coffee brewing just makes it feel like you're at home. Like it's a very cozy vibe. Anytime you walk into like a Starbucks middle of the day or like a Panera and you can smell coffee brewing, you're like, this is comfortable. I like this. So it's like not only is it a good smell, but it associates comfort and like coziness. Yeah. And that's, I, why, um, that's why it's the dub. Yeah. I used to, when I worked from home, I would smell it every morning when Joe would make his coffee and it was a very there you pleasant go. time. I have my Keurig in my office, so whenever I make a cup of coffee, like it just radiates, it permeates throughout my office, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is nice. Um, next up in the same division, we have a fresh pizza, or Sharpies. The smell of Sharpies. Oh, it's pizza. Come on, it is. It we is don't, pizza. We don't condone the use of. Uh, you shouldn't of, sniff Sharpies. What, what inhalants? Do we don't condone the use of yeah. inhalants on this show. That being said, I do understand the appeal. Sharpies do smell do, really good, but I do get it. But you shouldn't beats do that. A fresh pizza coming out the oven, especially oh. when you live with Joe. Both of these have been Joe related so far. <laughs> so, so what we're telling is Joe is the best. Hey scent. Joe, make me a pizza. Let's, 
Yeah, seriously. Um, moving on to the West Division, we have a cooking bacon that's cooking, or popcorn at the movies. Not just any popcorn, movie theater popcorn. Oh, it's bacon. It is. Movie bacon. theater popcorn is does smell really good. I just had some when I went to see Eternals, but um, I can't. You can't get. You can't move past like bacon wakes up people. That's how good it smells. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, bacon is the best. And like it. It's popcorn movie theater popcorn i feel like is a is a scent that you it's like a it's a special occasion scent like you only smell it when you're at the movies but like bacon anytime you smell it i feel like i'm like a dog i like perk up i'm like where is that where's the bacon i must have it and like it just it just smells so it's good like that begging strips commercial where that dog just like yeah charges. literally i get it myself but i don't have thumbs me even though i do have thumbs um you have thumbs next i somehow since you know. when 1997 apparently um all right next up is uh, the ocean just ocean scent versus cooking onions which i think there's an easy one here cooking onions easy yeah it's i don't know like it it makes me pause a little bit because like the ocean does have a nice smell i personally don't like the ocean or going to the beach that much but the ocean does have a nice smell to it unless it's like ocean city in which it doesn't well yeah the ocean does have a nice smell but weirdly enough the smell that i prefer over the ocean is the marsh um i love oh. i love a marsh smell <laughs> I, I, know, I know i'm in the extreme minority you eastern on that, but shore yeah, bread yeah, it's, man it's it's bread in my blood but oh my god whenever i smell low tide i'm like oh ah, yeah, Ugh, yeah. Oh, it smells good dude i love it, it it's good. like Derek with smelling salts but it's just marsh mm. <laughs> uh okay so next up in the south division we have cookies in the oven or smoking meat Ooh, smoking meat is. I think I would. It's tough. If, if it was eating, I would prefer the meat. But I, I think the smell, the better smell, is the cookies. I don't know. Like if you smell like like meat on a smoker, that is like an incredible smell. I don't know. Like it's like they're. they're I feel like they're really close. They're like right on the line. Yeah, the but bearings. you get the you get the. Um, I don't think there's a difference. A huge like, I think that the the thing we have here for smoking is that it lingers a lot longer true so because cookies bake for what like eight minutes like yeah you don't cook but the, and they and they fill up that you're like kitchen fast with that smell like it's everywhere. right right with the with the meat like that's just inherent if it's going to be left out that long of course the smell is going to like work its way into your that's brain true. If we take the the law of averages which i just made up um i'm going with the cookies here <laughs> i think also too like that our argument for cookies is that that's a specific smell whereas like smoking meat you're really just smelling the meat cooking which you can get any any type of cooking you know oh dude we're smoking our uh turkey for thanksgiving this year i'm very excited nice dude yeah um okay next up is i have my obvious choice and i think you're gonna agree with me um the new car smell or christmas slash pine trees pine trees yeah easy Easy okay i was about to say if you really are going for new car smell here my mom's car she got that car like i it's definitely been more than a year i don't remember like how long but it's definitely been more than a year um, it still smells like new car. It's a little weird. I think that's just the car smell. No, um, no, try, like, no. It's got that new car smell. It's weird. Those people that uh, those people they get the air fresheners that are new car smell. I'm like, get out of here. What are you doing? Yeah, come it's on, it's not here. supposed to last forever unless you're Terry Scott, apparently. Yeah. Um, and then finally, our last division from the Midwest division, we have number one crisp fall air versus number eight gasoline. Gasoline doesn't smell good. I think gasoline. You're does smell insane good. for that. I I like the scent of gasoline. That's something that I don't think I don't think it beats the air though in this scenario. No, well yeah, it but doesn't. it does smell but good. Like, it does smell good to me. It, it's it, 
when I think of, I think when I think of like the smell of gas, my it, my immediate reaction is alert. It's like, why do I smell gas? Why do I smell gasoline? Like, you know. Well, okay, like if it's just randomly, sure. But I'm talking about like when I go to the gas station and I smell gas, I'm like, this is a good scent. Right, no, no, I no. like this smell. Right, and that's there, but still, I feel like I have some kind of like Pavlovian like. I'm I'm worried now. I, I smell gas. I shouldn't be smelling like, this right now. You know, that gas is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I per like I like the scent of it, but if I'm at home and I smell that, I'm gonna be like, wait, what? <laughs> so I, I agree, but to a to a to a fault. I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree, to a fault. All right, and then last but certainly not least, we have a campfire smell versus fresh cinnamon buns. That's really hard. It's tough because the the cinnamon buns wake people up too. That's a smell that wakes people up. Yeah, but a campfire. Is like oh, just burning wood and burning leaves. Yeah, and you know, I ooh. think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go with cinnamon buns here, because mm. campfire smell overstays its welcome. Um, True, we it were, like sticks we, to your clothes. We were too. around a fire last night, not last night, last Saturday, and um, I, st- I, I showered and I still smelled like campfire that Sunday. Yeah, you're evening. like stop. So like it's yeah. it's it's bad. That's true. It, it's not, it's yeah, not a, it's, it's a good smell but it, it it overstays its welcome. It's gross. It needs a, a fourth amendment. That's what it means. Um next up, uh going back to the East Division, uh in the Elite 8, we have coffee brewing versus fresh pizza. Fresh pizza. And I think that's just because I don't like coffee. Um, yeah, I was going to say I don't know, but pizza does smell really good when it's fresh. Yeah, no, that pizza the oh, I, and it's weirdly enough the smell pizza. of the dough that is the best. Oh yeah. Like it's not the sauce yeah. or the cheese like when you smell the dough you're just like hmm. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, that's the good stuff." And then there's um, and then there's deep dish. I'm not even going to call it pizza that just like is just it's a, cheese. It's a casserole. It's just cheese. Dude, but but it was really good. <laughs> I'm sure, it's, like, dude, it's, like you said, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's like, of the same course, thing it as is. pizza logs. It's dough yeah. and cheese and marinara cheese and sauce, sauce, and then probably some meats <laughs> in it sometimes. Of course, it's yeah, gonna of course, be good. it's gonna be good. But it's not. Pizza. I was, I was impressed with how well it stayed together. I was shocked by that. I thought it would fall apart, and it never did. But I think that makes me more. Why is the why is the cheese coagulated like that? I don't know, but it's also like having actual pie crust as the crust is actually like way better that is smart. than you think that is it smart. would be. That is it smart. was really tasty, so I like that. No, a lot. I'm, down, I, I'm down for that. Um, I had I had pumpkin pie for the first time this weekend. By the way, so you you've never pumpkin. had pumpkin no, pie. I only ever stuck to the apple when my family made it. It was delicious. Dude, pumpkin pumpkin pie is really. good. I still prefer I like apple, pumpkin. but it was good. Yeah, I mean, like I'll it, like Thanksgiving. The routine is two slices of. If I'm going a lot of pie, I'm going two slices of apple, one pumpkin, because you always got to eat the apple and you got to eat a lot of it. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, Elite Eight West Division: Cooking bacon or cooking onions? You know, I think. Don't say no. No, I. Th- you know, I think if if you had caught me at a if you caught me at a younger stage of my life, I would have gone with bacon. But now that I like actually cook, I think it's cooking onions. I don't know. Bacon just is so good. Bacon though. does smell like, really good, but like, I don't know. I think I still. I think I prefer onions. I uh, Maggie and okay. Andy made French onion soup the other night, and it was Ooh. the whole house smelled like onions. It was incredible. Um, onion that is a that is a good smell that I appreciate lingering. Like yeah, I like a, yeah, an yeah. onion lingering. It makes smell. me. Th- it makes me think of Thanksgiving. True, which is coming up soon, and I'm very excited for. Thank God, except I'm on duty. <laughs> you're, on, you're on duty on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, I volunteered that, so I would definitely get New Year's off. Oh, good call. Good call. Yeah. Like, Which, like all day, are you on duty? 
thanks yeah all the i think i i think i take the phone at noon and i'm on duty all day but there's like nobody here so yeah that still sucks Mm -hmm. though i was figuring you could like never mind anyways (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna personal lives here (laughs) tell me your secrets um elite eight south division we have cookies in the oven versus pine trees that's still cookies in the oven i think so too like both have christmasy vibes to them but one is clearly better than the other, I think. Yeah, and pine trees smell delicious. Like, there's a reason that they have the, uh, they have like the air fresheners. Um, yeah. But you can't eat a pine tree. I mean, you could. Well, you could, yeah, but that, that would I cause a lot to. of different complications. <laughs> um, anyway, elite eight mid- <laughs> yeah, elite eight Midwest division: crisp fall air versus fresh cinnamon buns. That's that's harder than a, than I thought it would be. Now that I just I'm read going it, with the fall air. What? Explain, I, I I feel like cinnamon buns, I feel like, can be a little overwhelmingly sweet um, in both in taste and smell. Mm. Uh, okay. Also, this is also a personal opinion because uh, the, fresh, the smell of cinnamon buns makes me think of uh, Cinnabon in BWI. Um, oh. Which, you know, bad memories of being there. Um, bad vibes. Yeah, I, and like, uh, dude, a nice... I'm liking it every time we uh, we go on like nearly daily walks from my office to Duncan. Um, and even if I'm like not getting anything, I'll just go because it's like yeah. uh, we go in the morning. It's like a crisp 50 degrees. It smells amazing. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Fall air. Fall yeah. air takes the kick. It's easily. a good like when it's like 830 in the morning and you're outside and like especially well. I always forget the sun is up by what point now? It doesn't matter. But like when the sun, like, you know, those times where the sun's like not super fully in the sky yet. And it's like early in the morning and you just take like a whiff of the air and you're like, Ooh, that's, that's the good stuff right there. Um, all right. Final four fresh pizza versus cooking onions. Can we come back to that? We can. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just going to say, I think I'm leaning onions on that one. I think I am too. But I we'll think I'm leaning there. We'll come back to it. Um, the other matchup is cookies in the oven or crisp fall air. I, you really can't beat cookies in the oven, man. It's so it's so good. Oh, I might like, you, no, there's no way some air beats cookies, dude. Also, I'm biased. Like I'm, I have such a weakness for cookies, but they're so good, dude. They're oh, so man. good. What kind of cookies? Let's just say your basic chocolate chip. No way. There's no way air beats it. No. No, I think I'd still vote air. What? You can you can take cookies, but it, it's a pyrrhic what? victory knowing that I didn't agree with you. Oh, fine. I will take the tainted victory. Cookie, that is a better. No, that's I a think better it's smell. I, I genuinely think it's air. Cookies are a better smell. Yeah, you know what, Julie? We know you're listening. Text us and tell us which one it is, and we'll. Julie, you're also wrong tell your dad I said hi. Oh yeah, you got to meet Ron this week. Oh, Ron that's was right. a party animal, dude. I've never met Ron, but I want to. So he shared badly. his whiskey with me, with us. It was it was wonderful. Oh, that's what that tweet was about. Yeah, okay. it was delicious, dude. It was dude, so Ron's good. the homie. Apparently, yeah, he was Ron's really cool. cool. Every time I like, I, yeah. I, I walked up to him like within twenty minutes of us getting there, and I, I thanked him for having us. He goes, "You're not leaving, are you?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> My favorite thing is that he like her whole family has those, those strong Tidewater accents. And oh it's yeah, awesome. oh yeah. It's so good, it's so good. Um, anyway, fresh pizza versus cooking onions. Cooking onions. This one's cooking onions. Um, yeah, I think so too. Pizza's it's close. This is like an OT battle right here. Yeah, and cooking onions. I think pizza is good on any kind of occasion. Like if I keep smelling pizza over and over and over again, I think I'd get a little annoyed of it. Um, but yeah. cooking onions, like you can cook onions for anything. Onions make make basically anything better. 
I just thought of this. How many days in a row could you eat pizza and not get tired of it? A while. I think I could go a solid 14 days at I, least. I was about to say, I, at least that. I could do at least a fortnight. Um, maybe three weeks maybe i do love i probably get tired i probably get tired around 17 i probably want something else can i like can i like change up the toppings and like the location and like the okay so like breakfast pizza for breakfast yeah oh yeah i if yeah thinking of that i could do that for a month skip lunch uh oreo pizza for dessert oh dude oreo pizza smacks (laughs) that's really good uh anyway the final championship cooking onions Versus cookies in the oven. Well, with you know, weirdly enough, I still think I'd take crisp fall air over uh, over cooking onions. Over both, okay. Uh, but I'm going with I'm going with cookies here. Yeah, cookies are the the it's the basic answer, but it's the right answer. Yeah, yeah. Like there there's a reason everyone loves that smell. There's just too do too good. They're not too sweet. They don't last for too long. It's like right, no pun intended, in the sweet spot. Yeah. Um, we love it. So cookies in the oven. That's your uh. It's your your best scent, according to us. Well, according to, like, to me, new... it's fall air. But okay, well, according to Derek, who's wrong, it's uh, <laughs> it's fall air. You really? You, you gonna you gonna double down on that one? You having, you having a good time <laughs> yes. over there? I am having a good time. Twenty four year old uh, man can't like rationalize having a disagreement hey, with I'm his not, friend. I'm not twenty four yet, but I'm yeah. still twenty three. That makes more sense. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> anyway, um, Derek, we need to talk about a marvel movie darn right we need to talk about a marvel movie it's been it's been two months since we had a movie and this one was spoiler awesome. alert this movie rocks um everybody yeah if you haven't seen eternals things, go ahead i was about to say anything that says negative things about this movie is just wrong oh yeah they suck uh, if you haven't seen eternals mad spoilers coming up um oh so yes mad spoilers well, I get Derek. Can you timestamp when we done when we're done talking about it? Uh, in the description or sure. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, all right. Because I'm trying to think of like how pe- how people can skip forward. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll mark like right now to um when we're finished and let those let those notes in the um. Dope. Um, speaking of which, though, Derek, do you want to fill us in on the plot for Eternals? Creating more work for me. Um, so uh, whatever. Uh, it's so one thing. We open the movie on a uh, spaceship flying through space, uh, and the a group of ten, group of ten, group of ten um, celestial beings uh, wake up, and uh, each of these celestial beings has a distinct look, a distinct per- or like a distinct person to them. Um, and they see, or you see that they approach, uh, the planet known as earth. And that's, if you didn't know the planet we live on. Um, no. so the first scene <laughs> is them, uh, basically fighting off these, just these terrifying looking monsters. Um, Horrifying looking. Yeah. It's basically saving like a civilization from them. And through this, we learn that each eternal has their, oh, these are the eternals, by the way, each eternal has their own special ability. Uh, we've got Cersei who can uh, manipulate matter. We've got Kingo who can like shoot energy out of his fingers and his hands. We've got uh, Sprite who can create illusions. Uh, Gilgamesh hits the paunch. Um, so everybody's everybody's got their own little thing. Um, and we find out like through what are you laughing at? I just re- I'll tell you in a second. Keep going. Cool. Uh, I, I, there's so much that happens in this movie, so I'm not going to hit every single detail. But basically, we find out that through this, uh, the Eternals um, were put on this planet in order to like foster the development of humans. Uh, so they live for the next like seven thousand years, like helping them out. Uh, they do have some like diametric oppositions to like how they're going about it. So they do end up parting ways uh, around 300 AD. 
Um, but they spend the next two, roughly 1,800 years apart. Um, because and they felt comfortable like separating because the mission that they were given from uh, I forget his name Ashiram. Uh, Arishem. Arishem. Close enough. Uh, I think Ashiram is a Pokemon. Arishem um, <laughs> was to keep the humans safe from creatures called the Deviants. So those were the scary creatures. But all the Deviants are dead, so that's cool. Uh, but Cersei's hanging out with Kit Harrington, and a Deviant shows up, and they're like, oh, crap. Like, whoa. What we got? We got to do something. And uh, then all the – basically, it's a, it's a game to get all the uh, Eternals back together. They're getting the band back together. But then they find out – um, that they weren't actually there to cultivate the humans. They were there to create, uh, basically, fodder for a new celestial being born. And they find out after 7,000 years that their purpose was not to create life in the form of humans. It's to uh, basically sacrifice everything they've made and themselves for the celestials. Um, so they have this kind of dilemma on whether or not to go through with this and whether to stop the celestial from being born um turns out that the head quote unquote eternal the strongest eternal icarus uh he betrayed um the former head ajak uh who kept the secret from everybody and was just like and ajak was like maybe the humans are worth saving and icarus was like nah i'm gonna kill you now um so ajak dies uh and then cersei with the power of the rest of the eternals after fighting off icarus and some deviants uh, they combine their powers to become basically the most unstoppable force in the multiverse and kill the celestial from being born. So that's fun. What? They save the they save the day. I left out so much, and that makes it sound There's like the plot is there. complicated. I just did a very bad job of like explaining it. It's I do believe that it's very coherent, and I do believe yeah. that there is enough there to like tickle you everywhere you go. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, I, I gave I gave the overall plot a nine. Um, so this is why I laughed. Uh, we gave this movie the exact same score. Did we? Down to the down to the different categories. Oh, that's awesome. So it's exactly an eight seven from us. Um, and literally every well, category don't spoil is spoil it. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna get there anyway. Um, but I think that's so funny that without trying, we finally did it for a movie. That we is went really 100%. funny. One hundred percent. So uh, I also gave it a nine. Yeah. Um, what are you, what were your thoughts about the plot? So I think they did a really good job of integrating the plot with the fact that they've been alive for seven thousand years. They were able to very yep. seamlessly jump back between flashbacks and present day, um, which is something that I, I don't think a lot of movies do very well. Um, it was very clear, like where the movie was taking place at what times um the plot was driven in a logical sense i think every character kind of serviced the plot in their own way like they had cersei who had the sense of duty um sprite who just was a little brat the whole time uh but kingo who was just like this is gonna be sick we're getting the band back together um druig who very clearly had some reservations uh, everybody serviced the plot in a very good way and it, it was able to like it had some twists that like I weren't like I never saw that coming we, we talked to this on the way home the twists in it weren't I never saw that coming it was I really should have seen this coming yeah. um, which is I think the yeah, best yeah. way to write a twist um, yeah I, I got I, I'd say that the one um, problem I have with the plot the reason that it doesn't get a 10 for me is because act one is very fast um, the pacing in Act 1 is very fast. There is a lot that they have to introduce you to. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just – and yeah. it didn't, like, 
I didn't get lost in it at all. Um, it was just a lot going on, and it wasn't until like Act Two that I, I you were able to kind of like slow down and take it in in chunks. Yeah, um, I agree that Act One was pr- the first part was pretty pretty fast. Um, the only knock I really had on the plot was that I think for the amount of characters that are in this ensemble, there wasn't enough. It wasn't like an it, the attention to every character wasn't equitable, um, and so I think that that left and obviously that leaves some questions but there's obviously going to be future installments of this franchise so like i get why but also it's just at some points it felt like they were just kind of rushing through backstory to try and get you to where we are today um i do agree with you they do a really good job the 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 plot does a really good job of going back in time and i think the reason that it is so good is you can obviously tell um because they kill off ajak like right in the beginning yeah and when you go back in time and she's alive, you go, oh, okay. Even though they told me this was back in time, I really know because they're alive. Yes. Um, and so it, it, you like anchor yourself to, okay, this is the past. And every time it's like, it's very, it's really brilliant to like, cause some people use flashbacks as a crutch um, to explain something that doesn't really need explaining. But in this movie you do, because you need to give a semblance of like, how long have these people been here? Uh, and I thought it was really good every time someone said someone made a comment about something. It was almost like you could see in the book the page turns, and then the next chapter is a flashback. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, this is going to explain how we got to this point. Um, yeah, you can really see like I, where the text goes into italics to show that it's like exactly. Yeah, and so, it, but it wasn't tacky. Like it was well done, and so I, I liked everything about it. Um, I just think that I wish there was a little more attention to characters in a more equitable fashion. Like I feel like we learned about like. Um, like we learned about Druig a lot, but not like, not in a really way that served a lot of depth. We just saw that one example. And then we like never saw from him again or heard from him again until he showed up. And it was like, okay. And then once he showed up, it was like, he was mad for five minutes and then just kind of sat there so, until it was time to do something. So, so I, like, yeah, it's yeah, just one yeah. example. And there's like, t- there's, I mean, I guess we can go into the characters there's just a, here. There's a there's lot. There's just a lot of them. So I, I, so I get why. Yeah, And but. I think they gave the ones that needed the most attention, the attention. And I think they did a good job mm-hmm. of writing. Um, like I, I liked how Gilgamesh and Thena were kind of a pair for a little bit of it. That made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I liked the uh, relationships between each of them because each of them had such a different relationship with every single other uh, other one, like the Makari yeah. and Druid. Like Makari, I think didn't get a lot of development because you know it's it's with a with a deaf and mute character. It's surrounded by nine other characters that are able to tell their stories. It's a little bit harder. I still think they did a good job of getting her in there, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, they did focus on like Icarus and. Um, Cersei like they were the main characters that's kind of what they needed to do um but I do think they also got a decent like we got to see um uh what's uh Fastos's motivation um we got yeah. to mm-hmm. see like dude the scene where he is standing in the ruins of Hiroshima and Ajax comes to console yeah. and he's like that was my favorite scene in the entire movie that was, was so, so good what's that that actor's name is um uh, Brian what's his name uh, what is this? Ryan, I'll look it up. You keep talking. Ryan Tyler or something. Um, he sold. I think he did the best performance in that movie. And we'll get to this. To, we'll get to acting soon. But oh, it's uh, it's Brian Tyree Henry. That's Byron Brian Tyree Henry. If you haven't he seen is. Atlanta, see Ooh. Atlanta. It's really good. Um, and I think that everybody everybody served what they needed to serve. So we've got Cersei, like the the um, the like uh, regretful not regretful. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? The um, 
like she's given this opportunity she's given this responsibility that she doesn't think that she can handle um the reluctant the reluctant leader that's oh, what okay. reluctant. Yeah, yeah. i couldn't yeah, think yeah. of the reluctant we've got icarus the one who's clearly like the most in power and that has the most to hide we've got sprite the um the brat that just kind of goes along with what Ugh. sprite was the worst character um <laughs> but then we've also got like druig the person who like has a sense of duty that like needs to uh that went a little ignored for too long but then he got the lust for power yeah. and we've got uh Fina, who ha- takes pride in being such a, a fantastic warrior and is given such a hard like thing to combat that um gilgamesh who's i, I could go th- i could talk for hours about every character yeah. but every yeah, character yeah. is written extremely well uh even uh dane whitman uh, uh yeah for like Harrington, 15 minutes for how movie. long he's in the movie he sir he did exactly what he needed to do i really laughed i laughed kind of hard when um they were in the club and he's just like Are you a wizard and I'm like, what a dumb question. And then I thought about it more. I'm like, no, that's kind of a good question in this world. <laughs> like, a- yeah, because he immediately references Doctor Strange. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That it's guy like, wait, yeah, that guy's, that guy's I well forgot. <laughs> I forgot in the beginning of this movie that I was watching a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. And so when he said that, I was like, oh, wait, Doctor Strange is canon in this world? Yeah. And I was like, oh, wait. Like, yeah, of course he is. Um, yeah, I think the writing – Again, this kind of goes back to the plot. But it was a little rushed in some points. We didn't get a yeah. whole lot fleshed out with everybody still i mean we gave it a nine so yeah so i i agree that was my only knock on it was that um i do appreciate how they didn't they didn't try and like force the historical references um because and what i mean by that is like when they talk about icarus like everyone knows the story of icarus and he flew too close to the sun Mm -hmm. and this icarus can fly and they just kind of like had a one-off line from sprite about like oh so and so made up that story when we were in like athens or something back in the day and like the way that they incorporated like references to history and how they were involved but it was all like one-off lines it wasn't like hey remember back in the day when we were here and you did like it wasn't tacky I thought that was extremely well done because it just emphasized the 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 fact that they've been here since forever, forever. Um, and I thought that was really well done. I also thought it was really good. Like, props to Sprite, who that person who played them. I forget what their name is, but um, because and we'll get into acting, but <laughs> I liked Icarus more than this person, and I was like, dang, Icarus was evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> because yeah. I understood Icarus a little bit, so I was like, dang, good job from you, and good that was good writing that I really disliked you. Um, and I think I, I, I did appreciate all the characters. I appreciated that this movie didn't have as many quips as normal Marvel movies do. Like yeah. it did, like the jokes, it wasn't, they, they picked their targets where they wanted to make jokes. Like the Ikea joke was a good one. Um, Kumail's character was really good. Um, because his, his whole character was like, I'm veiling my self doubt through humor. Mm-hmm. Um, relatable and content. I think that, Exactly. Well, and I think that he served a lot of the like a lot of the humor, and everyone else could like kind of be more serious and grounded. It wasn't everybody had to be funny, which I which I appreciate. Whereas like Shang Chi, that kind of happened. Um, but the, yeah, so you, you basically said a lot of it. So I I'm not gonna harp too long sure. on it. Um, directing cinematography, we both gave this a ten, and I think that so first of all, Chloe Zhao, master, geez, master. she's so good. She is so good. Um, and I, I found myself questioning how much of this was CGI and how much of it was real. And we'll get into special effects and why I, why I have, I feel a certain way about it. Um, because I remember the, when she did the mood board for this movie and she had all these shots of like places on earth and Kevin Feige was like, wow, what software did you use? And she was like, like the earth, like the, this is just the actual planet the you're planet. on Kevin. Yeah. And so like just the shots, the imagery, the way things were framed, like everything about the way this movie was shot and every every character being part of the same team, but so different. 
like I think is a testament to the direction of the movie and I think it was just top to bottom there's nothing wrong with it yeah it's gorgeous it's it's the cinematography is excellent in establishing shots in conversational shots there's not there is not a single shot reverse shot conversation in this movie um which I I think I've explained this before shot reverse shot is basically when like um there's two characters talking we see the character's like angled face looking at the back of somebody's head, the person they're talking to's head, and then it reverses between those two shots the, uh, the for the conversation. I think that's kind of lazy. Um, and there's like no conversations like that. Yeah. Um, it does a really good job of like framing emotion every time. Like the when they're all at Gilgamesh's like domain and they're just like having the conversation around the table, it felt very warm and welcoming. But then when uh, Cersei like left to go talk to, um, uh, what's his name again? Arishem. Arishem. I can't. Arishem. <laughs> you're you're going to get it eventually. Uh, yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> it, you could tell how secluded she felt when that happened. And, it, I, like, yes, Chloe Zhao is a master, and I really hope that she gets to direct more Marvel Oh, movies. I think she will. That was. Whoo. Yeah, I, whoo. That, was, that was really pretty. Yeah. Um, moving on to acting. So, I, we both gave it an eight. I. I like the performances from mostly everybody. I thought Angelina Jolie was really good in this Angelina movie. Angelina Jolie kind of stole the show. She was awesome yeah. in this movie. Um, what is his name? Brian, Brian, Brian Tyree, Ty- Henry. Tyree. Tyree Henry. He was amazing in this movie. I kind of wanted more from Richard Madden. That was though. what I was going to say. Wasn't, I think, I think the, yeah. act, the actor that played Sprite was objectively not good. They're a kid. Like, I'm not going to knock that yeah, too much Yeah, you can't harp on that um, too much, yeah. I th- put it put in a tough spot. In and, a I th- tough spot and I think what I, I have about um, about Richard Madden is kind of like the same complaint that I had with uh, with Carol Danvers and Brie Larson and Captain Marvel because there are scenes yeah. like when he's confessing his love to Cersei or like at the end when he like gets that emotional release uh, when he flies into the sun. Um, there are, there are little spritzes of like oh you can tell this guy's a good actor but like I think the character was written to be so stoic and to be so like. Yep, straightforward. Yep. That like that. You're a commander. Yeah, you know? it, it didn't are... like carry through super well. Um, everybody else though, Kamel did an amazing job. Um, Brian. Tyree <laughs> he was Henry, awesome. Yeah, he did very well. He was so good. Brian Tyree Henry, yeah. obviously. Um, I don't know the the names of the rest of the actors, but um, Druig, I absolutely I loved. He was good too. Um, yeah, I, I thought Kumail. The thing about Kumail that was interesting was like the first like three minutes that he was in this movie, like you really only see him in flashbacks, and I was like, oh, I'm not really sold on this. And then once you come to present day, I was Bollywood like, oh, I'm star, all oh. in on this. I was like, yeah, let's go. And how I'm so here genius for it. of it that he just played every character in his lineage. That's hysterical. <laughs> that was incredible. Oh, what a good character. <laughs> he was like, no, that's my grandfather, my great grandfather, my great great grandfather. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. So yeah. Um, uh, most I'd say great performance from most, good from a few, meh from Richard Madden, bad from Sprite. <laughs> I do think. Um, how weird do you think it was for Kit Harrington and Richard Madden that they kept having to say Cersei all yeah, the time? Yeah, well, when when Kit Harrington was like, "I love <laughs> you, Cersei," PTSD. I was like, mm, <laughs> "Do you now?" <laughs> that is fun. Maybe that's why he couldn't really show it. He was just having too many flashbacks from literal war. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, all right, so special effects. Also, we both sorry, gave him... I, I, oh, before. Sorry. How yeah. much do you hate Kit Harrington for being being a love interest of both uh, Gemma Chan and Amelia Clark? Dude, I know. What a jerk. What he lives a great life. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> um, all right. So special effects. We both. I, I initially gave it a seven, but I felt that was too harsh, so I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. The reason I don't love the special effects in this movie is because when it's CGI, 
you can tell. <laughs> like when the, the moments where like Richard Madden is flying, do not look that they look a little rough. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, there are some. I I think I think the division here is that the objects look great. The deviants all looked phenomenal, and yeah. like the, u- yeah, yeah. the use of like the every Eternal's power looked really good. Um, it's when those those things got dynamic that it mm-hmm. lost it a little bit for me. Yeah, um, it just it's clearly shot in front of a green screen at a certain point. And you're like, ooh. Yeah, I, I oh. will say like in the in the good parts of this, like Makari running. Um, yeah. The when Fastos like shoots out like his little gadgets at Icarus, that was so sick. Um, yeah. Even like the explosion of the celestial, like and every um, every shot with the celestials, they looked great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's when some, like when yeah. things, even when they're shooting, like when Fastos is shooting his like fidgets, and when Makari's running, like those aren't like Makari running. I feel like they put a lot of effort into that to make it so it yeah. didn't look horrible. And Fastos like that's small enough where it's not anything super difficult, but. We say this as CGI experts, um, but I think that when you put humans, like actual people that are living and breathing and it didn't have to be created in a studio, when you put them against that backdrop and made it practical, that's when it looked not great. Um, like when, again, I'll just use this example again, like when Icarus was flying around, I was like, damn, that's clearly CGI and I didn't love it. Yeah, I was like, it's, ooh, because everything gross. else looks so good. Yeah, and because um, even because I know they shot, I know they shot on location for a lot of this movie. Right. Um, and I, but I will say, like in so, contrast, like everything that all of Sprite's illusions looked really good. Um, yeah. Even like even like the the airborne scenes when like when it, I think the the most jarring was when and I think I had the same complaint about like the Incredible Hulk way back when. The most jarring is when it's very clearly real juxtaposed with very clearly green screen yes. so like whenever yeah, yeah. whenever icarus like flew into a scene or flew out of a scene like that's when it got it was a little ugh. but if it was just this like the scene of him like chasing down the flying deviant that rocked that was really good yeah. i think that looked really good so yeah th- there were some hiccups there th- they had kind of a kind of a cast so i imagine the budget wasn't as big for cgi but still looked amazing <laughs> Yeah, probably not. I mean, they got to get Harry Styles somehow. So, dude, know. Harry Styles is in the MCU now, and I'm kind of stoked <laughs> that's, about uh, it. That's dude. That's so sick. What a great character for him to play oh, too. Like, <laughs> um, all right. And lastly, we have uh, the score, which we both gave a seven. So I felt that the music in this movie played a part. And like, I feel like every character kind of had a little bit of their own like twist on the main theme. Mm-hmm. Like when we were focused on a certain character, the, the main theme would be underscoring it, but it would have like a subtle twist in it that it was like, Oh, that's kind of, that's like what operas do. Like that's what musical theater does. Like it, you, you have melodies tied to play to tied what to do you know about performers. musical theater. Absolutely nothing. Um, but I also liked how it had more of a for a group that was as old and ancient as them. It had like a at times it had like a like a modern rock feel to yeah, it. And I was like that's kind of that's kind of fun. I kind of dig that. I don't remember if there was any like actual popular music in this movie. I don't think there was. But besides uh, like the club scene, besides that, I don't think there was anything. And that was like generic music. But it served a purpose. But it wasn't like stellar. It had it had its moments. Yeah, though. I think seven's the lowest I can give it. Give a good music score i didn't i didn't gravitate towards like the cues as much as you did obviously probably because i wasn't familiar with it as much as i was for like infinity war or something like that um but yeah i like uh yeah yeah it's sevens sevens a solid one it's good i didn't have any complaints about it It didn't bore me um they used it correctly in the correct moments i think the the orchestral sweep that um when icarus was having like his flashbacks when he was about to stop cersei from killing 
the celestial that was that was gorgeous um overall yeah. overall solid dubs that's a seven Yep. So we, so we again, since we gave it all the same scores, it rounds out to an 8.7, yep. which on my ranking is number four, on your ranking is number six, and overall, it, for us, it's number five, which yep. I feel like is the correct landing spot. Yeah, for I was about movie. to say, I, I don't know. I, the more I look at Guardians like the, 1, Endgame. Yeah, the more I look at like right the numbers, the like I, so, so like I don't think I liked it more than Shang-Chi, but I think I did like it more than the first Guardians movie, so I don't know. Um, I'll have to watch it again when it comes out on on Disney Plus and all that, but uh, we're we're rolling from there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and the next movie we have is Spider Man No Way Home next oh, month. God, okay. Oh, oh boy, I'm prepared for this. <laughs> that movie's gonna be so good. I I feel like this might be the first movie that gets over a nine from me. Overall, I was about to say yeah. So. I've given a few nine pluses, but uh, I've never I haven't done it yet. But it's both Spider Mans are up there in the eight point eight eight point nine range for me. So I think No Way Home is gonna do it because it's just gonna be such a such a cluster that I'm gonna be like this is awesome and just love it so much. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, let's round this out with some football talk, Derek. We have some predictions to review. We do. First of all, well, I think we'll do the game picks first, and then we'll roll into that. Um, but okay. I do want to mention like the the uh, the BFI, the Blind Faith Index. Currently, uh, I am uh, I am holding t- holding down the fort for the BFI King. Um, I have five I have five teams with a BFI of zero. Uh, Hunter, you have four, and Kitty has two. Um, and this is also the week that uh, I remain the only one with a perfect pick. Uh, Hunter lost his Cowboys, um, picking that they were going to beat the Broncos. But who would have guessed that? Damn. Um, Katie, not a, not me. That's for Katie sure. lost her. Uh, <laughs> Katie lost her Falcons pick. She thought they would lose to the Saints, which they almost did. Um, but you know what? Impressive that she got through nine weeks uh, thinking that or picking the Falcons all correctly. Don't act like that's some kind of triumph. They should have lost that game. Um, no, but I picked them to win and they, they won. They should have lost Therefore, that game. Therefore, I am Nostradamus. If I'm going to get humbled by Colt McCoy like I did, I'm taking that as a victory. I was about to say, yeah, I was, the one that I have left is the 49ers because I, I knew they still couldn't beat Arizona. So, <sighs> Dude, Colt McCoy should not pop off like Dude, that. Okay? Former Washington like, legend Colt McCoy, I would behoove you to not speak about him like that. I will speak about him like that. Like the, the Cardinals are missing so many players, and the Niners just got their yeah asses handed and it's to Colt them. It was scary. That's what you better be aware of. <sighs> so going into week ten, we've got uh, okay. A lot of I've looked through these. A lot of them are kind of gimmies. Um, it's a pretty easy week. There's like two or three that I'm like, eh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, first off, we got Baltimore and Miami. So I'm obviously the pick is Baltimore. Yeah. You pick Baltimore because they've been getting more luck than uh, than uh, uh, just anybody who gambles in Vegas, I guess. Um, but in general, though, in generally speaking, this game, <laughs> the the most hilarious outcome is that the Ravens drop one, like play them tight, but lose to the Dolphins, and then everybody loses their minds. Like, can you imagine Joe? If they lose to the Dolphins. Well, when they lost to the Bengals, Joe was like, honestly, it's comical, and it's still the Bengals, so <laughs> I don't know what he'd Get do. The, shut up. He'd be like, oh, well, two is not bad, and we'll be like, shut up. I don't up. know. I, like, am, I am still of the opinion that Baltimore is the fakest, has, is the fakest team with the best uh, record, um, given that they almost— They have had a lot of luck Given that they away. almost lost to the Colts, the Lions, and the Vikings— 
So yeah, that's a bad resume. If almost losing. Um, next we got Buffalo and the Jets. Uh, what happened last week, Josh? I'm, I don't know. I'm going to put this up to the Manning curse. I still got my faith in my boys. I'm going with Buffalo. Dude, the Manning curse is crazy. Curse is so, like, nuts. If anything, like it's crazy how like everyone was saying that for Monday Night Football next week, they're going to have to curate their list very carefully because yeah, right. they don't want to get associated with that. But like, if anything was going to prove the Manning curse, it is last week's game because the Buffalo should have curb stomped yeah. the Jaguars, yeah. and they did not. Um, that being said, I think they're gonna they're gonna figure it out. Give me Buffalo. It's the Jets. They they throw the Jets around and like they're in a blender. Next we got Tampa Bay, Washington. Um, the last time these two teams met, it was an eight point deficit. It was, it was a great game. Um, don't see that good happening game. again. I'm going Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, we've got, yeah. got Atlanta at Dallas. Atlanta, who's in the playoffs right now? Oh my God, Atlanta's in the playoffs right now. <laughs> the NFC is so is bad enough at the seventh seed that oh Atlanta, my God. but. But my Seattle Seahawks are a game behind them. At three and five? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Because <laughs> Atlanta's four and four. This is the worst. What do you think? <laughs> it's Dallas. Yeah, Dallas is going to win. Dallas is going to be pissed off after yeah. last week and just come out. Every game, I give every team a mulligan, like every good team a mulligan to look like garbage yeah. for a game. So, like, last week was a lot of mulligans came game. last week. But Dallas is last week, so was Buffalo. I was like, don't get it together. Uh, this week we've got Nolan Saints at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee. Yeah. Even Trevor Simeon looked good against the Falcons, but it's the Falcons. Yeah, without Derek, even without much Derek better. Henry, Tennessee is. Whew. Yeah, the fact that Tennessee put up that much of a beating and Ryan Tannehill didn't even throw for 200 yards. Uh, next we got the Jags and the Colts. Barf. Give me the Colts. Colts. Uh, next we've got the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is there a way that this game can't happen? I don't want them to play this game. Yeah, this is going to be a gross game. It's bad for everybody, but it's, yeah, Pittsburgh's going to win. Pittsburgh here. Detroit might be the first 0-17 team. I don't know if they're going to pop one this year. Like, oh, the they... first 0-16 and the first 0-17 team. Um, yeah. I'm, thanking my, having the... I'm thanking my sweet Lord bejesus that we do not play Detroit. Because if you'd lose to Detroit, we'd lose to Detroit just because we're Washington. Yeah. It's what happens. Yeah. Um, Next we got Cleveland and new England. This is going to be a game. This is going to be the best game. Dude, New England's New England's ball. This is going to be the best Um, game of the week. So, so Mac Jones has been playing really well all season, but like I was saying a few weeks ago, he would be playing really good, but all they would do is put up like 16 points. Well, now they're putting up points and the defense is playing much better. That being s- and they're a half game behind Buffalo for first in the AFC East. Dude, so Baker like that's gonna motivate free. Baker is free. Dude, I know. That's why. So Cleveland, it literally doesn't matter who they put in at running back. Apparently, yeah. they're just gonna be good because that offense, that offensive line's so good, and then Baker's good because of it. Oh, this is a tough call. I don't know how many games are gonna differ on this week. Oh, Mac, that's a good defense in Cleveland. Give, give me the Browns. Give me the Browns. Yeah, I like Cleveland. I'm not – I like Cleveland in this game because just cause from the defense alone, the offense could probably keep pace. But right. uh, Next we got the Vikings and the Chargers. Who did I pick? Um, This game I'm going with the upset. Give me Minnesota. Oh, that's an upset? I, I think so. Chargers are way better. Yeah, well, oh, Chargers so, are way better than the so Vikings. I, Minnesota, I, I think, is – there are two teams that I really can't – no matter how hard I'm trying, I cannot get a read on right now, and it's Minnesota and, the, and Philadelphia. Um, why did Philadelphia play the Chargers that close? They're not good. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily Philly played them that close, or if the Chargers made decisions that kept Philly. See, in the I didn't game. watch that game, so 
they went for it a lot on fourth down didn't really work at first um in like areas that i you probably shouldn't go for it on fourth down and then they turned it on at the end do i want to go back on this just to differ with you i don't know i'm on minnesota that offense is really good but minnesota is a pretty balanced team they just don't have a lot of talent and it doesn't matter. It does not matter who Minnesota plays. They can play the Bucks, and they'll be in a close game with them. It'll they'll lose by three. Um, I, I'll keep I'll keep Minnesota. Alrighty. I'll keep them. I'll Next, we got the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals are going to lose another game. Colt McCoy is Kyler back? No. Yeah, I think he's Kyler back Murphy. But also, like, it apparently doesn't matter. They yeah. were missing <laughs> AJ Green, JJ Watt, Kyler Murray. Um, who else were they well, missing? AJ Green missing needed like, to get his controller players. reconnected. <laughs> Apparently. Um, but, like, they were missing, like, five of their starters and, like, five good players. And they just don't, like, kick the tur- like the, the teeth out of the San Francisco board. I don't understand. It made no sense. Uh, next, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos. Who did I put? I think this is... <laughs> I don't know. So the so the reason that Philly I think is hanging with some teams is because they still have good players mm-hmm. on the roster, and Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback, mm-hmm. but he is a dynamic quarterback. Yeah. Um, so therefore, he will keep them in drives because of his legs alone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this pick. He's, before he's you like do, so you don't. I, I'm not like just accused okay. of hanging on. I'm gonna right. go with Denver because I think that. I don't. I do think that the uh, Dallas offense looked horrible. I do think the Dallas offense were the one were the ones that looked bad. Dallas defense is a good defense, and I don't think it's, it's okay. Well, compared to uh, it's better than it was. Yeah, it's it's a lot it better than it was. Um, and Denver kind of <laughs> put holes in them. They kind of made them look like some. They kind of made them look like look like the Ravens defense in any okay. given first half. Um, so you're picking the Broncos? I'm, I'm picking the Broncos. This is my stretch pick. I'm picking the Broncos here. I'm going to take the Eagles. I think that I think Denver had everything go right against the Cowboys. I do think the Cowboys offense shot themselves in the mm-hmm. foot. But that def- like the defense is better than it was, and it's better than some other defenses, but it is not a great defense. I do think that the Dallas defense is better than the Philadelphia defense, though. Uh, sure i'll agree with that but i don't know but i think it's like when the offense is so bad for a game that the defense on the field all game long yeah and given all of denver's points came like right in the beginning but even still i don't know i think it was just an off day for the cowboys um so i'll take i'll take philly because i think jalen hurts is going to take this game over with his legs uh next we've got the return of the broken boys (sighs) one thank god uh we had one whose finger uh was completely shattered and one whose, Brain whose reception uh by the media was completely shattered we got russell wilson and the seahawks there's aaron Rodgers and the packers i will i will point out that uh russell wilson did a video special about why you should get the vaccine so based who's the best quarterback based. in my eyes uh russell wilson um <laughs> i will also point out that aaron Rodgers has not been cleared yet to play he is he, you're right he has not he can't been be in the play. facility until saturday and practice matters it doesn't matter how good you are it does matter, but he's been watching film for two weeks now. You have a practice. He knew he wasn't playing. Practice matters, and that's how practice does how matter. Good you are. I'm. <sighs> Green Bay's defense has looked really good, and we haven't seen Russell Wilson play in a month. And I don't know how his fingers going to hold up. 
we, that's there's so many unknowns. I would rather be playing Jacksonville than Green Bay, obviously. But like even with him coming back, I'd really want like an easy toss up game for us to like squeak out a win and be like, okay, here's where we need to go forward with Russ's finger. But I'm going Packers because the Seahawks are 0 4 at Lambeau. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I'm, right. I'm taking I think the Packers taking in this game. Packers. I mean, it's a tentative Packers, but I'll take the Packers. Like the Seahawks would, n- if jo- if they- if Jordan Love starts, I'm switching that pick. Yeah, me too. <laughs> because he looked awful. He looked really bad <laughs> against Kansas City. Uh, speaking of which, Kansas City and the Kansas City and the Las Vegas Raiders. All right, so this game is going to be 55 to 51. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, taking Vegas here. Crazy enough, I'm taking Vegas here. Ah, uh, give me Kansas yeah. City. I think Kansas City. So if they sign, so here's the thing: Kansas City in the last like three years with Patrick, when they were like cooking Kansas City, when they were the Chiefs, um, the reason they were so good is because when teams would take away Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you had Sammy Watkins as the receiver three to throw underneath to, and you would kill defenses right. because then they would be like, oh, let's pay attention to Sammy Watkins, and then you throw deep shots to Tyreek Hill and wreck defenses. If they sign OBJ, it's going to happen again, and that offense is going to click. So this game doesn't matter for that, but I think in general, Kansas City, we started to see it at the end of the Green Bay game. I think they're coming back a little bit. So I will take the Chiefs, please, for 1,000. Finally, we've got the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, The Rams are pissed. Yeah, so give me the Rams. Rams. This is going to maintain my uh, 49ers perfection, so hopefully – I, it brings me so much joy that the 49ers are getting their teeth kicked in. I imagine it does. Uh, I hate them so much. Kyle Shanahan has never had a winning record, and he, he's an idiot, even though his offenses are good. Yep. Um, but we do – we are officially halfway through the season. Ooh. It's time to talk about our uh, original uh, division champion picks. Uh, let's start with the AFC North. I previously said the Browns. You previously said the Ravens. How are we looking? What are you thinking? I mean, the Browns pick could still happen. Yeah. They're only two games. They're two games behind uh, the Ravens, I, I think. I think so, yeah. But I'm sticking with my pick. Sure. I'm still taking the Ravens because I think they they got luck on their side uh, and they have a soft schedule, whereas the Browns do soft don't necessarily. So I am, I'm still going with the Browns. I, I'm, I'm, all in on, I'm all in on Baker, uh, especially now that OBJ's out. Um, Baker boy. I'm all in. Uh, next, we've got the AFC South. We both picked the Titans. And the Titans and will the still Titans win this division because they look really good. AFC East. <laughs> uh, we both picked the Bills. It's either going to be the Bills or the Patriots. Oh, and I don't think I don't think Mac Jones has I it don't in. either. I don't um, not for they I think they make the playoffs, but I do not think that they win this division. I don't either. The Bills are too good. The Bills are just too good. Uh, next, we've got the AFC West. We both picked the Chiefs. <sighs> so it still could happen. It still could happen. Uh, where are you leaning? I'm going to – it's not the Broncos, and no. it could be any of the other three. Yeah. But I am – Because the, the Chiefs are what? The Chiefs are five and four? Five and five and four. Five and three? Wait. Chiefs. Record. They're five and four. They're five and four. Okay. Um, because the yeah, because the Raiders and Chargers are both five and three. Man, I, damn, that's a tough division. Yeah, I think 
Man. You know what? This is going to be my toss-up one. I genuinely don't know. I'm going to pick the Chargers. <laughs> really? I I have such a hard time picking against the Chiefs because, like, they make you look so bad if you're yeah, wrong. Yeah, they do. Uh, and I, I think the Raiders – I think – so, okay. This division could send three teams to the playoffs. They really could. Um, All right. Well, which one's going to be in first? <laughs> This I know. Is getting I, a long episode. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, you know what? I can't do it. Give me the Chiefs. Right. I'll keep them. I can't. Uh, the AFC or NFC North. It, we picked the Packers. It's still the Packers. Dude, the line. It's still <laughs> the Packers. Packers. Uh, the NFC South. We both picked the Bucks. Still, still the Bucks. Bucks. Uh, the NFC East. We both picked Washington, and it's very clearly Dallas right now. Woof, <laughs> Yikes. dude. Yeah. Woof. Um, and the NFC West. Uh. I think it's the Cardinals. We both I picked the Rams, you picked the 49ers. I think it's the Cardinals now. It's definitely not the 49ers, that's no. for sure. Um I'm going to pick the Rams. All right. I think the Rams are deeper than the Cardinals are. Surprisingly enough after I just went off about how I was about to say uh, going off um, about how just saying they might not lose another game. Yeah, but I think it's the Rams cuz they play the Rams again and I think the Rams are going to win that game. All right. So who's who's uh winning the AFC? I, we both picked the Bills previously. Oh, man. Oh, this is tough. The AFC is loaded. There are so many teams that could make it. Um, So my division winners would be the Ravens, the Titans, the Bills, and the Chiefs. And then I would also think that the Patriots get in, the Chargers get in, and I'll say the Raiders get in as well. So from the AFC, I think I'm going to go... I think the Bills figured out. I agree. I'm sticking with the Bills. I'm sticking them. with the Bills. What about the them. NFC? Hmm. I'm picking the Cardinals. So division winners. <laughs> I see that. Yeah, the division winners are going to be Packers, Bucks, Dallas, and Rams. And I think the wild cards are going to be the. Oh man! Oh man! There's that's tough on the. All right. So wild cards are going to be the Cardinals. Um, the what? Are, what's the Saints' record? Five and four? Five I and three? Know. <laughs> I think it's five and three. Um, no, it's five and four. They lost this weekend. Um, it's gonna be this the oh Jesus! There's so many people with injuries. This is ridiculous. Um, so it's Cardinals wild card. I think the it's no no wild cards making the Super Bowl from these. Okay, so I think I'm gonna go. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch pick this one. I'm gonna take the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's a huge stretch pick. First round exit. Actually, I think it is, but that, only because that offense can literally score at will if they want to. Like they can put up 48 in a game, and like yeah, the defense will probably give up 47, but you still win. That's a huge so, stretch pick. First round exit. I, uh, who's winning the Super Bowl? I'm so I'm still gonna take, I'm the, also bills. take the bills. That's I'm, I'm a little bit willing. They're just with too my heart, good. But I, I I do think it's gonna be the bills. You know why I picked the Cowboys? Because this doesn't matter. Cool, sure. Literally doesn't End matter. End the episode. But that would be. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just saying. I I like the Cowboys would be fun. They they have a fun offense. Um, that would be in a crazy fun Super Bowl. Anyway, 
We've gone on for too long. Derek, we got a little crisis averted to get to. Who are you sending love to this week? Uh, send love to Julie's family. Thank you for housing us, and thank you for sharing your whiskey. It was incredible. Um, Sweet. Shout out to... Uh, that's it. Oh. Yeah, right. Uneventful uneventful week. Yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley's trending on Twitter again, so oh, that's fun. That good. Um, so no love to him. Um, I'm sending some love to uh, all of my friends in my program because literally all of our projects under the sun are doing about two weeks, and that's not fun. Um, and sending love to Russell Wilson because I am happy that he is back playing football so I can stop being sad every time I watch the Seahawks play. <laughs> uh, but that about wraps up this episode. So, um, Derek, any final thoughts? Uh, where's Cole Beasley tw- trending on Twitter? <laughs> Uh, it's probably because I'm in New York and you're yeah, not. There you go. <laughs> um, so it's it's a, it's a regional one. Uh, and with that being said, for episode 90 of the Quarter Life Crisis Podcast, I've been your host, Hunt T, alongside everyone's favorite co-host, D-Rec. We will catch you next Bye. week. Bye.